You're listening to Caffeine and Chaos, a podcast for moms by a mom who's just taking it one day and one cup of coffee at a time. So sit back, relax, and come join me. Good morning. Happy Wednesday. I have struggled lately with motivation. Um, if you if you have children, you understand that postpartum is like this really weird adventure um, that messes with your hormones. And if you add birth control into that, it can be additionally weird. I am taking the mini pill this go around and it works. It's effective, but I hate it. And I think I'm trying to decide if I hate it because I know what I can do when I'm not on birth control as far as weight loss and just feeling more balanced and all that going on. Um, it's just, it's interesting. Anyway, I could go on and on about it, but I don't need to. Um, But one of the biggest things I've struggled with lately is the motivation to get anything done. And it's not even that I'm tired. Definitely tired when I wake up first thing in the morning. But then I'm good, like, for the rest of the day. And I drink copious amounts of coffee. But I just feel lately like I am not... Not making the cut, if you know what I mean. So, woke up today with a little bit of motivation, and I said to myself, you know what? Today's the day. Today's the day to get the list of things done that have been on my mind for weeks, because it needs to happen. It's got to. It's never going to get done. So, I'm recording today. I am starting the very tedious process of cleaning our entire house. So, you hear me working back here. Don't mind me. We're just doing our thing. Okay, so today, let's talk about the second session from this ladies' conference that I went to. I loved the speaker for the second session, and she actually spoke, I heard her three times, um, She spoke in the married breakout session, and then she also spoke again in the final session. And she was so incredibly encouraging. I'm so excited to share with you what she shared with us. And her first little portion paired so beautifully with the speaker who I shared yesterday, Jordan. It paired so beautifully and went so well together. And she actually told us when she started speaking, <clears throat> excuse me, she said that she had something else planned, but then she had had this lesson written out. And as she was listening to Jordan, she thought, you know what? This pairs so beautifully with what Jordan was just saying. I'm going to do this one instead. So I'm not sure if she had not intended to share this lesson at all, or if she just switched it because she did speak in the last session. But I was highly encouraged by it. So her session was called What to Do While You're Waiting. So Jordan talked about blooming, right? 
and some things that happen while you're blooming. And so this speaker's name, her name is Robin Ogle. I have heard her speak before, and I have listened to a few of her husband's sermons. Um, her husband is now a retired pastor, and she and her husband travel the country and travel the world too, which is super cool. Um, and they are part of an organization, <clears throat> which I'm not going to give the name of, partly because I can't accurately remember the name of it. I want to say a name, and I don't think it's the correct name, so I don't want to give you the wrong name, but also because I know that some of the work that they do takes them to countries and places um, where it is dangerous for them to do what they do, and I am sure... Um, I am sure that she and her husband share openly in forums about their job and what they do, but just for the sake of safety, because I don't know, I'm not going to share the name. And I think many of you will understand that, and that's that's great. <clears throat> um, but she and her husband travel the country and travel the world, and essentially what their organization does is they train nationals, so people from the country. Okay, so let's say they go to Africa go to Ghana and they find a church there and they train men or women from the church in Ghana to return to Ghana as missionaries essentially and to start things like churches and Bible colleges um, and to disciple people and things like that. I am a huge fan of this. <clears throat> Here's why I'm a huge fan. Um, growing up, my parents were very involved in missions in that we supported missionaries. Our church did a missions conference every year. And when I was in um, college, my mom was talking to me about this concept of national missionaries and how effective these missionaries can be in these places. Because think about it. You train an Afghani man or woman to be a missionary. You give them the tools to disciple, to lead people to the Lord, and then you send them back to their own country. There are no doors locked for them. They could go places <clears throat> that I, as an American woman, would never be allowed to go. They have opportunities I could never be given in that country because they are Afghani. So it really opens up a world of opportunities for these people. So I'm a big, big fan of organizations who do work like this. Anyway, I had heard about Robin and her husband when I was in college through another church I was attending. And how I heard about them was simply because their family was going through some struggles, some trials, and um, our pastor knew of them. And so we prayed for them through these trials. And I didn't put two and two together until the end of the day about who she was and did some, you know, great Google work. Um, but it was really cool once I put two and two together to realize who this woman was because I knew some of her testimony already and to see some of the prayers that my church and college had prayed for her be answered that day. I'll share a little bit more about that later. Um, anyway, so she talked about what to do while you're waiting and this paired so beautifully with the lesson on blooming and what happens while we're blooming. Um, the one thing that she said at the very beginning that I really, really loved was she was talking about her salvation testimony. And she said, I have something that will change someone's life. And even if they're not ready, they'll never forget it. And that's so true. I think as Christians, we get caught up 
in the mindset of um, go ye therefore into all the nations and preach the gospel. And we get so caught up in evangelizing people that we forget that sometimes the most powerful testimony that you can have is your actions and your behaviors. And so when we forget that sometimes, we, we miss the fact that, oh, I witnessed to this person and they didn't get saved. And you miss the mark <clears throat> on the fact that while they may not have been saved in that moment, you presented them with something that they're never going to forget that you said to them. That's the power of the gospel and the power of God's word that it has is that it grips you and it keeps returning again and again and again. Um, the Bible talks about how <clears throat> God's word doesn't return null and void. And when you fulfill the Great Commission and share the gospel with others, God doesn't let that go wasted. He really doesn't. So I love that she said that. Um, so then here are her points. And I love this. And I'm going to tell you, the whole time I was listening to her, I just kept thinking, who told her about the last year of my life and that I needed this reminder today? If you follow me on social media, you know that I have shared a lot about our journey in Okinawa, <clears throat> what happened to us, what we're still dealing with as a result of all of that. And just some of the trials and the struggles that came with that. And right now, I have become very impatient because there are still things that we are waiting on to resolve from that situation. Namely money. Okay. Let's be honest. I'm human. Namely money. And just sitting there listening to her talk through these points, I was like, okay, God, I hear you. I'm in a period of waiting. And it's really become difficult. Sorry, in the background. Um, it's really become a struggle because it's caused other struggles in my life. And rather than turning to the Lord and saying, I really just need you to grant me grace and patience and walk me through this because this is nerve wracking or it's scary or I feel like we don't have what we need right now. <clears throat> um, I can't remember what I was going to say after that. But basically just the idea of, you know, this is exactly what I needed to hear in this period of waiting that our family is in. So the first thing she talked about was God hears. And then she said, his timeline's not our timeline. I have been reminded of this so many times growing up, but I tend to forget it the most. Out of everything I forget, this is what I forget the most. My timeline is not God's timeline, and God's timeline is not my timeline. And it's not that God does this to withhold good things from people. It's that sometimes he just needs us to learn patience and to wait. Um, my husband made the comment the other day <clears throat> as we were talking about all this. He said, you know, maybe God is just kind of putting this process in a, in a holding pattern to teach us something or to hold out something better for us. And he said, you know, when it happens, it will be a it will be a relief and it will bring joy and we'll be excited that it's over. And he said, but maybe in the meantime, there's something else that God wants to teach us through that. And it doesn't mean that I can't get on my knees and pray, you know, God, this is a situation we're in and we really just need you to intervene and get this done. <clears throat> and I think God understands when we pray like that. We're human and our our Ability to understand his plan is so shallow. We put God in this box 
rather than realizing that he's the God of the universe who can literally do anything. I could pray, God, my family really needs this reimbursement money because we've been struggling since we moved here. We're going on a year. We just want closure. Hi, Parker. Um, but at the same time, do you realize that in a very silly way, okay, I'm going to use a very silly analogy. Don't really pray this. You could pray, God, please help the CEO of a bank to call me and tell me I have $5 million for you right now. We really put God in this box of limiting him when it comes to our prayers. We just talked about <clears throat> God hears. And she used Micah 7-7 where she says, or where the Bible says, my God will hear me. And I love that. I needed that reminder. Because just because sometimes you're not getting the answer that you want, it doesn't mean God's ignoring you. It just means that his timing is not our timing, and our timing is not his timing, and that's okay. The second point was be prepared for the unexpected answers. <clears throat> I'm going to share with you the story that she shared with us because it was such a cool example of this point. Her husband was a pastor, I believe she said for 36 years. And when they decided that they were going to retire from being the pastorate of the church that they were in, and they were going to switch gears and go into the area of ministry they're now in, they knew that they were going to be living on the road, which meant that they needed to sell their house that they had been married and lived in for 40 years. They needed to, <clears throat> they had two animals that needed to find new homes. Um, and then they had all the furniture the decorations, everything they had collected over 40 years of marriage that they had to get rid of. So her husband decided this is what we're going to do. And he told his wife, he said, we need to leave in two weeks. So she said, okay, two weeks, two weeks to put the house on the market, sell it, sell everything inside, get the animals situated. Okay. So she said they decided that on Sunday, they announced it to the church. And then she said, Monday, they called the realtor. Wednesday, their house went on the market. She said they went to church that evening. By the time they got out of church, their house had been through a bidding war and had sold above asking price. So the young lady who purchased the house, she was a single young lady, she called them and she said, my family's in town. I'd love to show them the house. Can I bring them over? I said, absolutely. She comes over. They're walking around. And she commented, she said, you know, your home is decorated beautifully. And she said, you know, we were out of the stage of having children. When you get out of that stage, you can you can decorate your home as you want. And uh, so they had done that. They had decorated their home very beautifully. And the girl said, what are you going to do with it all? And she said, oh, I'm just going to put it on Facebook Marketplace, you know. And she said, well, give me an ask. Give me a price, and I'll, I'll buy it all. And she said, I was just stunned. And she said, because my mindset was so shallow, I put God in a box. And I said, okay, God. Help us sell our house, help us sell everything in the house. She said, never did it occur to me to pray and ask God, hey, God, help me sell the house and then help me sell everything in the house to the person who buys the house to the point where this girl said, don't even clean it. Just take what you want and leave. I'll take care of the rest. So then they're walking around more and the girl saw her cat and she said, what are you going to do with your pets? She said, well, the dog is one of my sons. And she said, I need to figure out what to do with the cat. And she said, I'll take the cat. And she said, for so long, I had put God in this box and had such a shallow mindset of what he could do. And in two days, he sold their house, everything in their house, and their cat. 
they walked away with their hands up. They took what they wanted to their son's house, and now they're in full-time ministry. There was no months of waiting. There was no anxiety over selling a house. God did that. In a matter of 48 hours, he did all of that for them. And I love her story. And she said, stop, or she said, think bigger. Stop making what God has for you so puny. And she said, keep looking around for answers. She said, because they're going to come in unexpected ways, at unexpected times, in unexpected amounts. And I thought that was cool. And then this is something I wrote in between. <clears throat> I wrote, God heard our prayers in Okinawa. We got Easton's autism diagnosis. We got our torque curtailment. Despite it taking longer than it should have, we still got it. We made it through isolation and through the struggles of that. And I said, God will make us have closure in this situation in his timing. So then his third, her third point, I'm sorry, was focus on his word by hiding God's word in your heart. And I love that she emphasized that. That's something I've really been thinking a lot about lately is I grew up in Christian school. I grew up in a Christian home. You know, in school we used to memorize scripture, but how often now as an adult do I take the time to memorize scripture? Never. Never. And so for me, that was very convicting because I was like, wow, like, this is something I need to do more of. So in those moments of discouragement, Bible verses can pop into my head. Her fourth one, this was the one I put an asterisk by. She said, resist from fretting when you're waiting. And she said, sit and be still. This was really good for me. Um, she talked about how many of us respond to anxiety or stress by doing things like stress cleaning or stress eating or feel like we constantly have to be doing, doing, doing. We have to keep ourselves busy through the stress, right? She talked about why is it that sometimes we can't just sit and be still and just let God speak to us. Make yourself uncomfortable. Just sit and be quiet for a minute and see what God can do. And that was such a good reminder for me as a mom with four kids. How often do I have time to sit and be still? Hardly ever. Literally cleaning my house while I'm recording this podcast because it needs to be done. Um, and it's not stress cleaning, so, you know, I don't feel convicted reading that point while I'm recording this and cleaning at the same time. But um, how often do I fill my anxiety void <clears throat> with stuff, with coffee with friends, with church ministry, with cleaning? with cooking, with eating, doing everything except for what the Bible tells me to do. Sit and be still, and it is okay. Let's stop getting in this mindset of we constantly have to be go, 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 go. Stop. Stop. We don't. We do not. Okay, when we talk about being busy for the Lord, that's something I've heard. You just say busy for the Lord. No, you don't. Sometimes being busy for the Lord is sitting and being still and waiting for him to say something to you. Hmm. Get yourself uncomfortable. I like that. The fifth one, have strength and take courage. <clears throat> and then the sixth one is continue steadfast in prayer. And she said, while you're praying, thank God for what he's already going to do. And that's a pretty cool concept because we have no idea what God's plan is. We're literally over here sitting in the dark like, okay, God, any day now. Like, any day, Lord, you can drop that reimbursement check in our lap. That would be so great. It would be such a relief. But when I pray for that, do I sit and thank him and say, Lord, 
thank you that you already know and that you're going to resolve this situation. And even if it's not in the way that I want it to be resolved, you're going to resolve it. Help me to be satisfied with your answer. Help me to be at peace with your answer. Um, and thank you. Thank you for what you're doing right now in this moment to get us to that point. He's constantly working. While you're sleeping, God's working. He doesn't get take naps. So that was the second session. Um, and those were her points. I, I loved listening to Robin speak. There were so many things that she said that I was just like, wow. Like, this is stuff I know. It's in the back of my head. It's plain as day. None of this should be a surprise to me. And yet here I was just saying, I needed that reminder. I needed that reminder. So hopefully this is an encouragement to you too. I'm super excited tomorrow and Friday to share with you the other two sessions that Robin did. Um, she did the marriage session, which is what I'll talk about tomorrow. The breakout marriage session, which again was another one of those. She said so many things I already knew, but they were the most perfect reminders that I needed. Um, and then her final session. And then next week <clears throat> on Tuesday, I'm going to start the week out by sharing the Q&A with you that they did with all of the speakers that I think is so great. If you're a mom, you're definitely going to want to listen to that one. That was such a big encouragement for me as a mom of young kids, both for now and for in the future. So I'm super excited. Thank you so much for tuning in today and for listening and for listening to Addie's serenade you in the background. <laughs> She's laughing. This is, this is my life. But thank you guys so much for listening. I hope you have a great rest of your Wednesday. And I'll talk to you tomorrow.